This is another Centerline podcast. This is Linnea Boykin coming to you live from the Centerline studio. I'm here with my good friend and designer, Brenna Mickey. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're coming to you today for a little bit of a different topic than we normally come about. It's more along the lines of um, Brenna and Brenna and my's relationship in regards to how we got to Centerline. So um, it was kind of surreal in that we actually met while we were in the Peace Corps. I'm not originally from North Carolina, which Brenna is. I'm from Texas. And we puddle jumped over to Albania from Washington, D.C. in 2011. Yeah, 2011. And I think it's interesting, too, because we're coming up on our two-year anniversary here at Centerline. Um, But we also had a two-year anniversary in Albania. We were about there. We were there for about two and a half years. Um, so it was kind of surreal when we both applied around the same time to Centerline and got hired within the same week. Yeah, it was. And it was also very nice because I didn't know anyone here, but I did know Brenna and I was like, yes, comfort in Brenna. And we also came in, if you, you, as you probably do know, most people listening to this, the structure of an agency is creative and accounts. And I am on the account side, if you will. I'm an account engagement manager. Why Brenna is sitting with the what we call the creatives um, and as an interactive designer. I think what's even more interesting is how we kind of went from working together in Albania in a village of 60 people, maybe 100, I'm not quite sure, Yeah. Um, doing similar things to what we do at Centerline, but now we're just doing them for huge companies. Yeah. Um, so from working directly with people uh, living in a village and you know, doing similar work for them that we're now doing for our clients here at Centerline. Yeah, and one of our very first design projects uh, was actually within the first couple months of being in Albania. It was actually for um, a kid's field day, which kind of united some of the children in the two villages that Brenna and I were living in. And it required us to sort of do uh, a project outlay and uh, as well as some promotion material um, to kind of get everyone around this idea to come to our field day. Now, in retrospective, it's kind of funny how naturally we both kind of fell into similar roles that we still have now at Centerline. Um, I remember Lene was very quick to throw everything into an Excel spreadsheet and kind of like lay out the task for everyone. And I immediately gravitated towards, oh, I'll video everything and then edit the video and I'll print out the the pieces of materials that we need to circulate to like gain awareness for this. Um, so I think that that's really kind of telling to our professional lives and naturally what we kind of, uh, tend to gravitate towards for work. Yeah. And I think that we, throughout our time there, we, we did a lot of projects together. So, um, even though Brent and I eventually went on to our own smaller communities in which we served for the remainder of our, our tenure in, um, Albania, we did come together a multitude of larger initiatives. Uh, one of them, we, we did a basketball camp, the initiative that we were going for was sort of applying and um, giving women and young girls the opportunity to sort of come together around sports and learn a game that um, is played in Albania, but probably not as much as it is in some other European countries or in America. Mm -hmm. But it also uh, provided them a, a great atmosphere for sort of 
branching out of their shell and um, learning some just good old uh, qualities of independence. And we also worked on um, the Smart Mob. Which oh, was, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, which was for Earth Day, mm -hmm. I believe we called it a Smart Mob. Yeah, it was Albania's first flash mob that yes. was ever recorded, you know. But um, that was actually really kind of cool what we did nationwide in Albania um, because the Peace Corps had volunteers throughout northern Albania all the way down to southern Albania and by car that's probably like a 16-hour drive even though it's a really small country um so we put together we of course we wanted everyone to learn the steps and the moves to the dance for the flash mob um so we put together videos that we put on YouTube to kind of teach everyone the steps um and the choreography no matter where they were in the country which I think was really cool yeah, yeah, I remember. So if you probably go and Google me, you will find an account that I created to upload all of these um, instructional videos for the choreography. That was part of my thing with the project was doing the sound uh, creation and the, the music mixing, as well as uh, working on creating the choreographed dance that the, all of these folks would be doing. But it was really great. Um, it took a lot of effort, and it was more than just Brenna and I, of course. Like We had a lot of Peace Corps volunteers throughout the country that kind of pulled their community together and I think that that was really telling of our abilities to sort of mobilize folks towards a goal um, but it did it, it caused us to need to still manage ourselves and it as a project or an initiative um, so Brenna kind of tell me one of your most uh, favorite or happiest or proudest projects or initiatives that you did in your community um, well I think do you remember we both went to that project design management yes was it a it's a workshop. Workshop, yeah. yeah. Um, with our Albanian counterparts. So Peace Corps set you up with a counterpart in your community um, who is a local in the community. So um, they typically have a job at the same place that you're put to work in, um, and they're kind of supposed to be your partner um, through all the projects that you do while you're there. So Lene and myself both attended. Um, this kind of training with our counterparts um, to show them and kind of teach them how to um, develop a project as well as kind of write a grant and um, earn money for development in their communities. Um, so throughout that, um, I actually went back to my community with Andreet, my counterpart, um, and we wrote a grant that was awarded um, to renovate the basketball courts in the middle of the town. They were kind of outdoor basketball courts and there were kids down there playing every day. You know, I went down there and played with them too, again, with the, the sports thing. Um, so they were in need of, you know, outdoor balls and new rims and there was graffiti everywhere. So we kind of wanted to paint over that and repaint the courts, um, on the floors and stuff like that. So, um, I think that was one of my biggest, um, more memorable projects, um, yeah, the PDM uh, was definitely beneficial for my counterparts as well. I think we, we both kind of went into Peace Corps as community development volunteers, so both of us working working with the local government and municipality. Um, even though our experiences were very different, we were working towards sort of the, sort, sort of the same goals, but very dependent on the needs of our community. Um, so with, within mine, I was able to take it back and kind of teach that, which was kind of also telling to my background and business and like what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, we worked on, uh, I did one also for, uh, local senior citizens, um, uh, building. So senior citizen services in Albania is 
not um, as advanced as you would think uh, as in terms of services here in America. So we worked on an initiative to provide and renovate a local building with a combination of a Peace Corps grant um, that you utilize, that you talked about, through PDM, and then a Soros grant, which is an international well-known um, organization that supplies development grants. And we kind of pulled those together and worked with the community to teach across the project management transparency of uh, working from ideation to execution and then measurement. And it's so interesting how that easily translates into both of our fields and that every day, even just yesterday, I was walking through the process of product and project management from the ideation to the execution management phase. And um, I smile because it's something that's I feel like we really learned how to do at a very, very like granular level with a lot less resources. Yeah. And I think the idea of like design thinking um, applied across that experience, even in, until now and how we like critically problem solve for the things that um, we were up against as well as our community members and tried to help f with them like they were our clients figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, speaking of clients, I um, was asked to, I guess, by the mayor of my community to kind of brand them. Um, and I think that that was more, probably one of the hardest projects that I worked on while I was there because I was the only one with the skills um, to kind of do this whole branding. So I remember going through iteration after iteration, of course, for um, kind of like a seal of what they wanted um, their logo to be to represent their town. Um, so I'd been used to kind of like, you know, defending my designs before and showing them to clients and, you know, getting revisions. Um, but what made this a little more difficult was I had to do it all in Albanian. Um, so I'm standing in front of the largest stakeholders in my community, in front of the mayor, um, trying to explain myself and my design thinking in Albanian. So that was, I think, one of the most trying things. Um, but it was actually, it was super rewarding though, because I went, actually went back to Albania this summer for a wedding. And when I came to the town that I lived in, I looked around and my logo was plastered everywhere. So this was like three years afterwards. And it was on the sides of the police cars. It was on flags going down the street, um, which was kind of nice to see that they still had that um, kind of pride in what we did together while I was there. Yeah, I feel like I also have a very similar experience in regards to like, even when I think about product management now, like mobilizing people towards a vision. And it's very much the same there whenever you bring a very different perspective and in your you're working with your stakeholders and your community members to, to work towards a need that maybe they felt like they could never fulfill or they didn't quite understand how they could work towards finding a solution towards it. And I, same situation, like ha had to stand up and give this vision in Albanian and, and express like the goals and objectives and um, really trying to line people that are of different culture and background than me towards a single need that we both are observing, but we, we just don't see it in the same way. Um, but the same idea that two of them were uh, like, uh, it was a youth center, which I still get Facebook notifications every day about how the youth center is still rolling. And like the uh, local um, youth uh, sort of government is still meeting and talking and tapping into the resources around the community. And it is a really, really great thing. Albania 
Canadians are crazy with Facebook. Oh man, they're so much. They're like better at Facebook than I am. Yeah, I, I mean it's really kind of nice though when I'll, I'll post another photo and I'll get at least like fifty likes from Albanians. Yeah, yeah. So, um, thinking about Albania and thinking about our service and our time there and all of our fellow Peace Corps volunteers definitely has me feeling some type of way. Um, but it just brings me to the fact that we're here today to also talk about a new adventure that you're about to go on. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit where you're going. Um, so I did the Peace Corps, which is a 27 month commitment. Um, the Peace Corps has a new program called, um, Peace Corps Response. So what that is, it's, um, a more needs based, um, kind of project for specific communities in the Peace Corps countries um, where someone has reached out to the Peace Corps asking for a specific type of professional. Um, So an example would be they need a specific like maternity nurse to come and train their nurses on, you know, for things like that. Or in my case, it is um, a nonprofit in Vanuatu. Um, that's probably something you should probably Google. Um, so where you got that two is. countries to Google, yeah. Vanuatu and Albania, and you're set for some culture for like the next month. Yeah, and that's like, I mean, very <laughs> geographically different right. places. and you might see some other places in between. Um, so Vanuatu had a position um, for the Ministry of Youth who had the need for a website. So website design and development, a newsletter to send out to the people involved in the organization, um, I think they kind of want to be positioned as thought leaders within their community and in front of their government, of course. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with Vanuatu, which um, I'm pretty sure the majority of people are, it's probably one of the most isolated countries in the world. Um, the closest country to it is Fiji, so it's in the South Pacific Ocean, um, surrounded by the South Pacific Ocean. Um, so what I'm going to be doing while I'm there is designing and developing a website with my counterparts. So they still assign, uh, counterparts just like they do in the 27 month commitment. Um, and then also I think one of the big kind of initiatives I want to focus on is training, uh, my counterpart and hopefully other coworkers there on how to update the content while I'm gone. Yeah. Um, because I think sustainability is kind of something that Peace Corps, uh, preaches and it's definitely one of the harder aspects of development work is sustainability. And like the sustainability and development work in actual international development work and in website development work. Um, I, I know that whenever we've done websites here, I express to the client many times, like we want to develop this in a flexible way that adapts to the changing environment that you're in and that you guys can pick it up as soon as we've launched it and you feel comfortable in it. And I think that that ability to be able to express that to the client comes sort of from this background of international development that you want to make sure that when your presence isn't there anymore and what you're, you're talking to now about Vanuatu, that they can easily pick up the tools that you've helped them craft and then take it even further. Yeah, because I did um, I did work on a few websites while I was in Albania. One was more of like a regional tourism website. Um, and then the other one was... Um, kind of like going along with the logo design and the branding of the town, I put help put together a website for the municipality, which they're still running themselves, which is amazing. Um, but the other one kind of fell to the wayside, especially um, since there was no one interested in kind of upkeeping uh, the information for foreign tourists 
uh, visiting Albania. So unfortunately, it was kind of a 50-50 with those two. So I'm hoping that I can take what I learned there um, through that kind of experience, experience and then hopefully do better this time in yeah. Vanuatu. So now that you've come back, we've been at Centerline, working with some clients, doing some cool stuff. What do you think uh, is like a, a typical thing that you've run into projects here that you'll probably run into there? Like from a stakeholder perspective, from a need to, and I in air quotes right now, everyone, but pivot your previous plan just to account for something that wasn't accounted when, when you were first creating uh, the idea. Sure. I think um, a lot of what's going to be going on in Vanuatu is I'm going to have to, I mean, I'm a foreigner. I'm someone that's coming to their country who's never been there before. Um, I'm going to have to figure out how they want to represent themselves online. You know, that's the most important thing is what they're looking for, um, for their web presence. And I think clients um, that we have here at Centerline, that's usually the first thing that we try to figure out as well. Like you want a website, why? You know, what do you want? What do you want on the website? What's the website for? Who's your audience? Um, so kind of digging more into how they want to kind of leverage their web presence, um, I think will be the first step because mm -hmm. I, again, I'm coming in, um, you know, I have a background in web design and development, but I don't have the background in their country or in their organization. So kind of like bridging that knowledge gap before. And I think we do that with clients here. You know, you want to do the research before you can act on actually implementing the site or the project. Yeah. Cause what, how, what good is the solution if you're not actually addressing the problem? And so like problem solution fit, it is, it's so applicable to a lot of things in life outside of just design and development. Um, so tell me, let's talk a little bit, not so much about development, but what do you look to gain? And I know that we both can speak for hours on what we gained personally in our time in Albania and how much the culture there taught us more than I think we ever thought it would teach us. Um, do you, do you look to see if that's the same thing with Vanuatu, even though your time is a little bit less than it was in our full Peace Corps service? Yeah, so I think the first uh, the first three months when we were in Albania was kind of like our assimilation time. Yeah. That's where we're learning the language and learning the customs and uh, kind of like the gender roles and how that is different from our background um, from b growing up in the States. Um, it's going to be different in Vanuatu because I think I'll be more expected to kind of just hit the ground running once I'm there, especially since I have a project already. Um, but yeah, I, every time I travel, even it started um, when I was studying abroad in college, I studied abroad in Japan and in Mexico, two different summers. And I just learned so much more from looking how people live and mm -hmm. how that's different from what I'm used to. I was always one of those creepy kids growing up that would like, yeah, I want to spend the night at your house, but it was only to like see how their house was different than mine. And then, you know, I just always have kind of thought that that was interesting and can learn so much more from how other people are living and how they adapt to things. And yeah, I don't know. That's always been something that I think I can gain personal growth from. Yeah, for sure. And like seeing how they go about solving for, for things from a different perspective. And it's always was great to like pick out really great nuggets of 
um, things that folks did in Albania and being like, oh, wow, I have never thought of it in that way. If I did it this way, maybe I would stay warmer or my... Like, right, you know, yeah. I, and I mean, <laughs> in all regards, we were living off of less than like $5 a day yeah. in Albania. Yeah. But the families that I came in contact with and my neighbors and things around in my community treated me like... I mean, they were just filled of so much love and so much compassion and, you know, their family meant everything to them. And I think um, even like going back to your senior citizens uh, project, that's a, a, a thing that I think I gained a lot of perspective on was how they treat their older people in comparison to how we do, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of like gaining perspective, I think. Yeah, that one was interesting. It's also about like that was for like traditional family structure and then like what the evolution of a of a society is actually doing to traditional structure and like what pieces of that kind of get left behind and that that particular project exposed the same to me and I've never never thought of it in that way and never thought of that being a, a big huge need that you would want to look to address but yeah and I remember coming back from Albania and everybody was like oh well I'm so you've been gone like helping everyone and I just remember being feeling like no they helped me yeah like I grew as a person I mean I feel like my I impacted the community I was there but like I just felt so different about things so, um, same along the same sense in Vanuatu. So you, I'm sure you already have thought about this and that you probably will grow even further, um, from this experience. What do you think outside of the website and things? Do you see that, um, I know this is like super futuristic. You have no idea because you've never, you know, been there. Um, but other projects that you might get yourself into over there. I think some of the, um, projects that just kind of find you are things that you're already interested in. Um, like the, uh, basketball things Mm -hmm. that I did when I was in Albania. Um, it, I've kind of caught myself what I'm packing differently this time, uh, for the first time. Um, I'm bringing more like cards and games for kids and kind of things that we can do together. Um, because I think a lot of the opportunities that I found when I was in Albania were within my specific neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of just like listening to people around my, my town about like what they were interested in or like what their gripes were. Mm -hmm. Um, so I remember, um, just like starting like, a basketball league and having a set time where everyone could come play was like a huge kind of step out of the box for them. It wasn't just everyone shows up and you play with how many people are there, but we're going to actually set this up on Facebook and, you know, just kind of having, um, structure like that, but think projects like that just kind of fall in your lap. Yeah. I think if you, uh, just hang out yeah, and, just be and expose yourself. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And that's the scariest part sometimes is just like exposing yourself to the unknowns and just rolling with it. Oh, it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. <laughs> um, so I know that we're kind of coming up to time here, but um, want to leave with sort of just the, a last thought from from you. If folks are looking um, to not just do Peace Corps, but go abroad in general for some time, um, like what what do you say is uh, some advice you would give or some encouragement to kind of take that leap, knowing what you know um, from your experiences abroad? That's a a loaded question. It totally is. And maybe we can whittle it down to it, like to our craft here Mm -hmm. at Centerline, where we work with clients on creative aspects. Like, you know, there, there are things that have bled over into your professional life from your personal travels and and work abroad. Yeah. And I think it's just, um, I always like to think about it that we're all humans, um, that none of us kind of got to choose 
where we were born or, you know, when we were born or anything like that. Like I'd always, I always kind of feel like I'd flourish in the 1970s, but like, mm-hmm. you know, um, so just kind of looking, you know, despite how people live or what their backgrounds are, um, as kind of your equals and, you know, what cool stuff can we do together? Um, and kind of looking past like the obvious physical things and, um, kind of visual things and looking at them, like, how can we better each other? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, one of mine that came, like I took away was just expectations, Mm -hmm. like expectations of myself, um, expectations of the people around me and, um, just figuring out that like, you know, what you're looking to do, it have the flexibility in your mind to let like the context and environment around you affect you, but at the same time, like help people get to a place that maybe they haven't allowed themselves to get Mm -hmm. to as well. And I know that that like expectations going across the board, both professionally and uh, personally kind of allow for you to expand your mind in in various ways and um, to let people in and to hopefully have them let you in as well to build yeah. that confidence and trust. Right. And I'm coming in with a certain skill set and with a certain background. Um, and they'll bring to the table a certain different skill set or something that I can learn from them. You know, like I'm, I did as much learning as I did teaching. Um, and I think that that's an important balance. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll close out this time with you, Brenda. We're going to miss you here at Centerline, awesome. but we know that you'll be back. Don't worry, everyone. She's coming back. <laughs> Um, but if people want to kind of keep up with your journey, what is the best way for them to sort of, to see you do this work over there? Yeah. So I've started, um, a medium publication, um, where I'm hoping to blog at least once a week, um, called volunteering in Vanuatu. And then obviously other forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, should be a good place to kind of see a snippet of what my life's going to be like. Cool. All right. And if you want to check out Centerline, you could always hit them up on the Twitter sphere at Centerline. You can also find me, Lene Boykin, on Twitter as well, at Lene CB. Um, Brenna, good luck. Mir Pafshim. Mir Pafshim. Shahimi Mavon. Kalaf Shamir. <laughs> Kalaf Shabuker. Uh, Rukenbarg. <laughs> all right. That's all the Albanian. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your time. <laughs>